When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. Welcome to Talking Real Money. I'm Tom Cock. Our telephone number 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. And, uh, you know, today's going to be a little unusual uh, because I gave my partner, Don McDonald, this hour off. It's going to be his birthday tomorrow. I mean, is there anybody out there really still thinks you should get your birthday off? I don't. I work on my birthday, but I, whatever. And Don, bless him. He's worked pretty much every day since we started the firm about nine years ago. You think I'm kidding, but it's true. I mean, he he did take a, an extended vacation recently to uh, Australia, New Zealand, but he was still working. I think he even called the show once. So he's been, you know, he's, one of those people is always plugging away on something. So he deserves an hour. I think he and his wife were going to Epcot Center. He lives right next door to uh, the other Disneyland, Disney World in beautiful Orlando, Florida. So he's headed to do that. And we're going to be here talking about money. We're also going to talk with Rick Gregrick from your partner-in-law about some of the estate planning, elder law, oh, all that stuff. You really, I'd say anybody older than 50 should really pay attention to all that because um, these are just critical issues that so many people just don't want to, I'm just going to bury my head in the sand. I don't want to think about it. So we'll take that up a little bit. We'll also talk about your money and we'll talk about what you want to talk. We could even talk about the World Cup. I could slip that in because Don's not here to stop me. You know, Germany had a remarkable game today. They went a man down and they had to beat Sweden. They were down a goal and down a man, and they came back and won two to one. So the Germans uh, stay alive in the World Cup, just in case you were wondering. 855 935 TALK. Talk. 8255. I, I, I read this stuff, and it just, it's so troubling. And I always think that it sounds so dramatic when you read it. And what are you, the listening audience, supposed to do after I read it? Right? Uh, Because it's on the front page of the Wall Street Journal today. No, it's not a warning about the stock market coming apart. And, you know, if you've listened to us for a long time, you know we don't do a weekly report. We don't tell you what's going on with the bond market or why it's time to sell emerging markets. All of that stuff is really not in your best interest. The best way I know to invest is to be widely diversified, to rebalance your portfolio from time to time when things get out of sync from the way you constructed it, keep your fees low, and then here's the really tough part. Ignore all the noise. And there is so much of it today. (laughs) Yeah, the radio's got a lot of it and the TV, but the whole internet thing, I mean, in the last 20 years... It has dramatically changed. If you could sit around and read financial gobbledygook 24-7, it's all up there, Market Watch and CNBC, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's a gazillion newsletters, and everybody's got an, everybody's got an opinion about what's going to happen next. And the problem is, even if they're right, the, how do you trade with that information? What do you do with that information? If you know the market's going to come apart, I guess you could get out of stocks and get into bonds. But how do you know when to get back in? I mean, even going back to 2008, when the market really did tank in the fall, I mean, day after day, it was just hammer, hammer, hammer. And let's assume you got out. I bet you very few of you turned around and jumped right back in in the spring of 2009. Maybe not even in 2010 or 11, because we had a couple of really great years. He thought, well, this is a dead cat bounce. I'll wait for the market to go down again. And then it never did it kind of just sort of edged up and we've had this terrifically long bull market and that's the other part of all this is really your portfolio should be constructed for your need for return need for return not want because we all want to make a lot right 
but how much do you really need to make to sustain yourself? And then how much volatility you can take because I'm fascinated. When when I do classes, I'm going to do one this Thursday with Rick Gregorick called Retirement Freedom. It's really a great class because it combines the financial and the legal and the health and all the rest of the stuff, kind of takes it all in in one two-hour session. But I'm fascinated because I ask people, how many of you are okay knowing you're going to invest your money and lose half of it, knowing that it always has come back. Are you okay losing half of your money? And rarely do I get one hand. Rarely. That means, by the way, that some of your money should be in bonds because in 2008, your stock, all stock portfolio lost more than half of its value. In 2000 and 2001, your all stock portfolio lost more than half its value, et cetera, et cetera. It happens. Might have started the last few weeks. I don't know. Nobody knows. So it should be built for how much volatility you're, you can you can take. So when I read these pieces, it always seems so dramatic. A census report says four out of 10 uh, American households age 55 through age 70 lack sufficient resources to maintain their living standard in retirement. In other words, almost half of us, because I'm in this age category kind of right in the middle of it almost half of us will not have the money we need to live the same as we're living today and what do you do if you're in that situation if you are 55 and you haven't saved much or if you're 60 and you're saying i want to retire in a few years and i haven't put together the the plan yet well there's a couple of pretty basic things you can do number one is you start saving and you're going to tell me i can't afford it and i'm going to tell you you have to afford it you have to change your budget and by the way uh, one of our advisors richard marshall is in the seattle times this weekend talked to a couple in bellevue and they're gonna have to cut back their spending they're gonna get rid of a few of the things that are somewhat superfluous netflix uh some other services and try to reduce how much their their the outflow is and um, it, it, you got to save. You got to find a way. And if you're a young person, you got to find a way to start early. That's why we've loved something called Acorns, for example, that uh, automatically, every time you use your card, it moves money out of your bank account and into a savings plan that is then invested at a very, very low cost. So you got to start saving. But here are the other things that, that are interesting from this article. A lot of the problem is also debt. Baby boomers between 60 and 69 have $2 trillion, $2 trillion with a T in debt. And you got to figure out a way to pay that down to get rid of it. Another one is enabling young adults who still need your help, whether it's to pay their own rent or to get a car or live with you, whatever it is. We have to stop this. It is not good for the enabler. It is not good for the the enablee right either party and if you're trying to retire and you've got somebody to uh, to to take care of that will not work and then the third part is getting rid of the things that are not of value in your life in this article in this very article they they talked to a woman who is 69 years old she's complaining about her cost of living she's selling off her star trek action figures dolls yo-yos lunch boxes even a book autographed by Leonard Nimoy, I mean, that's got to be worth something. Because she can't pay her life insurance bill, which has gone up 300% in the last couple of years. Now, why in the world at age 69 would you have a life insurance policy? And she's going to say, because I bought it 25 years ago, and I still want to hang on to it because I put money into it. No, you may have to let that go. So your spending part of the equation is incredibly important. So when I hear these stories, when I read them, I think there's a wake-up call for many people. And that's why we've done the show for a long time, too, because people need to understand how to do all of this right. And that's why, well, we've, we built our company. I know the guy we've got on the horn has built his around education, trying to help people understand at least the basics to get all of this right. Too many times people don't. And so this Thursday, we've got a great class coming up. It's called Retirement Freedom. Your partner-in-law, Rick Gregrick, radio host, estate, and elder law attorney, will be joining us as well. And now he's here on the phone with us. Hi, Rick. Hey, Tom. Good. Uh, good morning. How you doing? I'm. It's. I, it's I'm, afternoon, isn't it? I, well, I, hey, look. Wherever you are, maybe it is morning. I don't know. I'm not going to judge. Well, if you knew where I was, you would be judging me. Well, go ahead. You may as well just spill it now. 
Okay, well, I, I'm sitting out in the middle of Elliott Bay on the boat. Wait a minute. I'm going to come over here to the window. I'm going to... Yeah, you just can a almost, second. I, yeah, almost see us out there. I'm white boat, waving. Top. I'm the guy in the white shirt. You see that there? <laughs> no? Okay. Your vision's just not that good. Uh, well, just good for you. Good. good for you. Well, it's, it's turning into a splendid afternoon, So, and knowing how hard you work and how hard you have worked, you deserve it. So good. I, I'm happy. Well, as you might know, boating is work, too. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's kind of interesting. We're talking about our class coming up next week on Thursday, Retirement Freedom. Yes. And it's all about planning and getting prepared to do things. And I just, you know, reflecting a little bit on just to go out for the weekend on the boat, how much planning was necessary? <laughs> and yet when we get into, you know, our life, you know, planning as far as our financial planning and management of our money and our legal planning, our health care directives, our powers of attorney, wills, all that kind of stuff, we tend not to put quite the same effort into the planning. Would you agree with that? Well, I completely agree. I mean, it's it's more interesting to think about sitting on your boat in the middle of Elliott Bay than it is to think about your demise. Isn't that the truth? Right. But, you know, and that's the key thing, Tom, that, you know, so much of the state planning, I think so many people, they, they relate it to dying. And what you and I know is that a great part of living before we die may incur periods of disability. In fact, long periods of disability as we age sometimes and lack of disability planning and lack of being prepared, uh, the financial burdens that um, occur in that situation. I mean, you and I see it every day. Indeed we do. Let me give the telephone number because we can. you can ask Rick about any of these topics as well. I'll be glad to talk about the financial stuff. Here's the number, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. As Rick mentioned, uh, we're going to be doing this great class together called Retirement Freedom. When I say freedom, I always think of Mel Gibson in uh, Braveheart. Freedom! Because that's really, at the end of the day, you want to have freedom from the financial worries, from the legal worries, from the healthcare worries. And Rick, you do such a nice job in these class, because we've done these for many, many years together, of walking people through the big issues they're going to face. So give us the number one issue that you see, because you're a practitioner and all kinds of people walking through your doors every week. Well, the, the number one issue is people just, you know, the majority of people, it's, you know, close to 70% simply don't have a plan at all. That's the first biggest problem is that, you know, people don't have their estate plan. Let's call the life plan to, you know, take the death stigma away from it and just talk about, you know, what it is that's important to us. And, you know, Tom, so many of our business owners haven't integrated their estate plan with their business plan, but... Planning for the unforeseen is what we really want to make sure happens. And Rick, can we get you to hang on a second? Start paddling a little bit, and uh, we'll come back to you in a couple of minutes. Telephone call also available, 855-935-TALK, as we continue talking real money here on KVI. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you're looking for a nice short podcast to tide you over between episodes of Talking Real Money, check out Money 30. Money 30 podcasts are between two and four minutes long, and they're available at every major podcast service, including Apple Podcasts, or you can visit money30.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Each and every week here to answer your questions about anything financial. And this week we're adding something a little extra. We've got our friend, colleague, uh, longtime uh, radio host. God, you've no doubt heard him because he's been doing it for a very long time. Rick Gregrick. He's on another channel. His show is called Your Partner in Law. It's a great program. Rick and I are going to be doing class together this Thursday night. That's hard to believe it's the end of June already. This Thursday night called Retirement Freedom. And you can register for that by going, what's the best site to go to, Rick, to sign up for the class? Oh, you know, Tom, there's so many places, but probably yourpartnerinlaw.com is the easiest one. And just click on events, and that'll take you right to the site. So yourpartnerinlaw.com will get you right there. And, uh, you know, we really do look forward to seeing everybody out there. And, of course, this is kind of the vacation time and the summertime, so we know folks are busy. But we also know how important this class is, and, and it is a classroom. We're actually doing it in a classroom <laughs> rather than a hotel or something like that. It really is a class because, you know, Tom, you and I have learned over the years that 
once people get a reasonable education, that's not, not a big sales pitch. We're not trying to sell them some product. We're trying to give them the information and the education to make wise, informed decisions between their financial planning and their estate planning and really everything that's ancillary and surrounds that, which is a lot. So I really enjoy doing these classes, and I really enjoy doing them with you because, you know, even though we've been doing these classes over the years, many, many years now, I'm embarrassed to say how many they are, but I learn something every single time. And that's because there's so much to know and you do a great job doing that. So, you know, your listeners know that. And I hope that, you know, they come out the ones that haven't had an opportunity to see you before and uh, come on out. And I think we'll have a fun couple hours. It's, you know, just a couple hours Thursday evening. And um, like I said, the easiest way to register is at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Yeah, we go through, we go through, we try to go through all of the various issues that that people face and we can't go through every one of them obviously i mean there's a couple hours but we try to give you the big picture and i think here's the part that that i think people really like rick is yes it's a classroom but we're both practitioners we see people every single day from various you know not all rich people or not all poor but every i mean my practice is very middle class i think like yours but We've seen a lot of people. We've talked to a lot of people. So we incorporate kind of the practical into all this. It's not just out of a textbook. It's not just, you know, here's why you have to go buy an annuity tomorrow. It really is a look at sort sure. of the, the, the <laughs> no, we're not, we don't sell annuities, nor does Rick, as you may know. You said what? I know, because it's my show and I could do what I want. But um, but the point there is, and, and, and I'm very comfortable doing this, Rick, because now that we've done the classes together. We've done a lot of business together. We share a lot of clients, uh, and I'll just say it right here. Rick's done a lot of great work for my estate plan. Just met with Rick and my brother about this a few weeks ago to make sure all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted. But So what you get is beyond the knowledge, you get people that have sort of been there. I guess that's what I'd put it. Would, do you think that's fair? Well, we're, we're, well, not only been there, we're still there. We're in the trenches, absolutely, and I think that's great because – our life's lessons, and you know, so much of what both of us do and how we counsel our clients uh, comes from just years and years and years of experience and working with so many folks. And you know, your client base, my client base, it's just a, a, a microcosm of the Puget Sound here. And so, a little bit of everything. I mean, you know, some wealthy, wealthy folks sneak in, and some very, you know, modest estates sneak in, but. You know, I think you and I are both pretty much that everybody needs this type of stuff, and maybe those with a little less might even need it a little more. Well, let's talk about let's 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 turn this around. You're now the financial guy, okay? So, what do you think? Having heard classes that I got going, it really has been 20 years of doing these together. But what is the thing that you've heard me say that surprised you most most about the financial part of retirement? Well, I think the fact that, you know, the the long-term investment strategies that are used, but then how the portfolio should adapt appropriately as you age, but then when people get near or into the early retirement years, um, let's say, and they're, they're having to start drawing on their IRAs at 70, is coming up with a cash flow or a cash management program that's going to preserve your principles such that your economic engine keeps working for you. Because what I see in my law practice, of course, is once people's investments start having to rely on principal, in other words, you're, bringing, you're spending your principal down, um, it's really, you know, the end is near then for your financial security. And every class I look at, you know, that you've put on and we look at the schedules and we look at, you know, all the things that you put together. I think that's one of the most poignant ones and it's been consistent over time. And that consistency over time is what's been very interesting because the market certainly hasn't been consistent over time. <laughs> no, the markets go up and the, and so let me, by the way, let me, let's, let's put your, your hat on my head, if you will. And let me tell you what I think is one of the huge takeaways that people overlook all the time. And you mentioned that, uh, you know, or I mentioned it, that, you know, no one wants to talk about their demise, but you've always brought up, and I think people overlook this, how more often people end up disabled or can't take care of themselves in some manner and need help. Most of us don't think that through. Your class is very thoughtful about the things you need to do 
to make sure somebody's going to be there or some way you're going to be taken care of when you can't do it for yourself. Well, you know, Tom, you're really right because, well, the, you know, none of us ever plan on becoming incapacitated, but we should plan in the case we do because it is totally, boy, talk about wrecking a family and, and even marital dynamics and with children and the severe economic issues and all the legal issues that can arise. And, you know, one of the key issues that we have out there, too, that really heightens this issue is the blended family. You know, we have his kids and her kids and the blended family, and these just create a lot of personal dynamics that aren't always positive and creates a lot of conflict. And when people haven't done their planning and haven't expressed what their desires are in a proper legal document, boy, oh boy, then the conflict that can arise is just ridiculous because we should be focusing on the incapacitated person's well-being and their care. And half the time we've got this family feud going on over who's going to be in charge and who's going to be managing the money, who's going to make medical decisions. And it kind of becomes this, you know, family feud free for all. And it's really unfortunate because people who do their planning by and large, really avoid many of these issues. Now, there's nothing that can prevent everything, of course. Of course not. No. You, I mean, you can control a lot of it. Yeah, and, you know, in fact, it is, is, as hard as my kids have been on me, I'm okay putting them in a blender. That's okay. You can turn it up hot. No, kidding. No, I mean, and that's one of the things we tried very carefully in my estate plan is to spell it out. This person's on, on for this, this person's on for that. And I think that makes so much sense. I think it does more than, than eliminates conflict. I think it... it alleviates for the parties involved the idea that they've got to make they have to decide who's going to do what this is now it's spelled out it really clarifies an estate plan let's just sort of reset here we're talking with rick gregrick he is the host of your partner in law not on this station on another station he and i are going to do a class together called retirement freedom we've done this many many times over the years it is this coming thursday the 28th in kirkland at seven o'clock you can go to yourpartnerinlaw.com, yourpartnerinlaw.com to sign up. How much are tickets? Oh, boy, you're going to ask me. 10 right. 15 bucks. All right. It's pretty nominal. reasonable. We don't give you a free meal, but sometimes you do sneak cookies in. I know that, right? There might be some right. cookies okay. or soft drinks okay. and something appropriate. You know, we're not going to serve you dinner now. Yeah. It's the classroom. So. You're really going to really learn. I mean, but, so we, we mentioned kind of the... You know, it's a, and it's a small class, Tom. That's yeah. another issue. I mean, this isn't one of our, re, our roundtables, yeah. our retire meets, where there's hundreds of people. This is going to be, you know, a much more, you know, casual environment, uh, smaller classroom style so it, it, it probably you know a good good chance it'll sell out so i really hope that folks that are listening because i know what a privilege it is for people to get to meet you um it is for me every time and but to come on out and, and learn and you know the kvi audience is something i've always been very partial to is you know you know i was on KBI we're both on here for a long time yeah on a decade yep yep well over a decade and you might have migrated back and who knows? Maybe I'll migrate back. Never know. We'll never, we'll, 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 you know, it's a fickle business, right? Chip? Indeed it we'll, is. We'll uh, keep that up. But I really hope a lot of folks come out on Thursday night just for a quick, you know, couple hours. There's so much information that we give you in a short period of time, but it's all relevant and people can go ahead and go home and digest it a little bit. And then I think really help with their own planning. You mentioned, I mean, in, in, in recently something that I think is overlooked again and that's being proactive. Many people, when it comes to elder law, many people, when it comes to estate planning, it's reactive. It's this happened and now I got to deal with it. It's crisis management. And your class oh boy, tries yes, to go. Yes. Yeah, it tries to go through and say, at least put these doesn't matter. You got one dollar or a hundred million. At least put these things together. I mean, would you agree that that is the biggest problem out there that people just simply ignore this and think it'll go away? Absolutely. You know, and, you know, God bless my dearly departed dad, but he was a guy that always, you know, he wasn't into this planning thing. Um, He wasn't a terribly successful man in his career. I love him dearly, but his attitude was things will just work out. And as I got older and I finally had some discussions with my dad, I said, well, dad, you've been fortunate. Things for you generally have worked out, but it's not because of your attitude that things will work out. 
it's because mom was a hyper planner. <laughs> mom was the planner in the family, and she had all the ducks in a row, and she had done all the planning and made sure their estate planning was done and, and all types of things like that. And both of them had periods of disability um, that my brother and I had to deal with. And so, you know, thank goodness that mom took care of the planning, even though dad, I quite frankly, could have cared less. And we do know that, you know, in many families, um, the ladies are perhaps the more responsible ones in bringing this about. Um, I've had a lot of clients come into my office and the lady will say, or the husband will come in and say, well, we're here because my wife said she wouldn't go on vacation again. We're yeah. going to get on another airplane until we got our wills done. Yeah, exactly. Hey, so, are you going to be able to hang on for the next uh, segment or you got to row your boat out somewhere? Well, you know, I've, I've got minimal cell coverage out here, and I've been so blessed that it is uh, hung on to here. I think this might be a positive time to sign off. Okay, good enough. Well, <laughs> listen, we'll look... and I, I really look forward to you know meeting everybody out there uh, Thursday night for um, retirement freedom and uh, in Kirkland. Go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. All right, we got to go, uh, Rick. You, I think you... we'll have a good time, and Tom, uh, have a great rest of yep. the show and. Uh, We'll talk first of the week. Thank you very much for joining us. That was Rick Gregrick from Gregrick and Associates. And he'll be, uh, he and I will be on the stage together for Retirement Freedom this coming Thursday, the 28th. Go to yourpartnerinlaw.com to register. We'll be right back with more Talking Real Money in a moment. Tom and Don are talking real money. All right, let's get this break out of the way really quickly. If you're looking for an investment advisor, you need a fee-only, 100% fiduciary, low-cost, science-based advisor. And that describes Vestory. If you'd like to learn more about us, it's really easy. Go to Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com, or give us a call at 800-386-3004, 800-386-3004. There, that wasn't so bad. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And our telephone number, 855-935-8255, 855-935-8255. I'm Tom Cock. Don McDonald has the hour off. It's the first hour he's taken off in like nine years. So and it's his birthday tomorrow. So he's getting a jump on some sort of party out at, uh, at uh, the nearby uh, theme park that uh, is just around the corner from where he lives. So and he definitely deserves it by the way if you call and ask a question we'll give you a free copy of the retirement guidebook been very popular we we did this a couple weeks ago and got a couple of really nice uh, calls this week uh, an email from one young man who's a young man who said uh, really enjoyed it was a page turner i don't know if that but it's got workbooks in there all kinds of great information uh we did some writing and dimensional funds did some writing and vanguard did some writing and it's all in there if you call and ask a question, we'll send you a copy, 855-935-8255. You know, one of the things that we get asked a lot is, I just came into $200,000 because I sold a house, because I got an inheritance, because somebody left it to me, whatever the reason. There's all kinds of reasons, and it seems like the windfall is always the question people want answered. What do I do with this money? And the answer is, well, we don't know because we don't know you. We don't know what the purpose of the money is. We don't know what rate of return you would like to get on the money or what, how much risk you're willing to take or what your time horizon is. And just having a windfall is scary because oftentimes this is when people make bad decisions. I'm among them. I get paid basically once a quarter. And uh, when I get that money, I think, woo, I forget about the fact that in 80 days, I'm going to be, oh, that was, wow, I wish I hadn't done this, this, and this. And we're all, our minds work that way. Uh, Jason Zweig wrote that great book, Your Money and Your Brain, that, that tells you how we're all wired to make bad decisions about money. And so the windfall is dangerous because now you've got this money and oftentimes, it's burning a hole in your pocket. I got to do something. I got to put my money to work. I got to save for this, or I got to make this much. And you know, we just just on the uh, other station on Como, we just talked to a gentleman who 
had just sold a house and had $200,000 as a result. And his question was, well, where should I put it? You know, our answer, our, our, our question to him is, well, how soon are you going to need it again? He didn't know the answer to that. What's the purpose of the money? Well, I don't really know. I want income from it. So when you say you want income from something, that sounds like you want to put it in a CD and get small amounts of interest or put it in a bond and get interest or put it in a bond fund and get interest payments or put it in stocks and get dividends. Because you got to be careful with the lingo when you go to your advisor and tell them, I want this money and I want to get income because most of you don't. Most of you want to put it in, and I'm quoting now, something safe that's going to make me a lot of money. I want to put it in something that's going to make me a whole lot, and I don't want any risk. And the challenge is we don't know of that instrument. It really does not exist. So when you've got this windfall, the first question always should be, what is the purpose of the money? And let me give you an example. If you looked at the money that I have set aside very carefully, I have set aside money that is going to finance mine and my wife's retirement. I have other money set aside for children and grandchildren education. I guess it's just grandkids now. I have other money that is set aside for emergencies. If something comes up and I can't afford to pay it out of my pocket, that money is there. I have no money really in what I would call cash. I have my emergency money in a bond fund that is still yielding like 2% a year. It's making something. And that always gets to be another question we get a lot of, and that is, where do I put the money that I could get in a year that really wouldn't change in the amount much? And that generally, by the way, is is a CD. You can buy a one-year CD. We were looking at this up uh, at last hour. You can go to bankrate.com, look for the best deals, but you can get a one-year CD that pays you 2% now. That's not a lot of money, but it it's going to be there, and you're making something on it. So the windfall really always should be viewed in terms of, okay, I have this money. What is the purpose of it? And maybe, by the way, the purpose of part of it is to put it aside for my retirement, making sure that I'm fully funding my pre-tax retirement plan, my 401k or 403b, making sure I'm fully funding my Roth IRA and my wife's Roth IRA right? Starting with those things. Then you could always put money into a regular taxable account, right? So some part of it might go into those accounts that are designed to pay you back in retirement. Then some part might go into the aforementioned emergency fund. This is another question that comes up. How much should I have saved? You know, I believe it's somewhere between three and six months of the money you need to pay for your your bills, And that might depend on, you know, how safe your job is or how safe your wife's job is or how much fluctuation in income you have. That would determine really where the money would be kept. And most of the time, an emergency fund should be in cash or cash-like instrument. The reason I don't have cash is it simply doesn't pay much. And again, my portfolio really would look like stocks, and then bonds in retirement accounts or investment accounts, and then bonds, a bond fund, I'll even give it to you. It's the Vanguard Short-Term Investment Grade Bond Fund that I think I looked up the other day, and it's still yielding over 2% a year. Not a lot, but more than than I would get in a bank. And then, um, so knowing the, the sort of the, the purpose of the money, it might be that you divide up that windfall, retirement money, safe money for emergencies, uh, money to finance kids or grandkids' education, something along those lines. And then once you know the purpose of it, then you can invest it. But most of us just want, give me the one box, check the box solution. What do I do today with all this money? It's there. I got to do something. And that's another problem. You don't have to do anything. Most of the time, people that run out and do something, that's when the trouble starts. And they end up buying things that maybe they shouldn't buy. They end up oftentimes paying down debt they shouldn't pay down. What's he talking about here? Well, if you have a mortgage and the interest rate, we had somebody else call us for this last hour, that a little over 3%. You know, I probably would not be running out to pay that down with a windfall. 
Now it's going to feel good, right? Because now I don't have that mortgage debt anymore and I'm debt free, right? That's great. Yeah, kind of. I mean, the reality is 3% as an interest rate on your debt is not very much. The reality is you've just paid down the mortgage on something that's illiquid. You can't get the money if you need it. And liquidity is, especially as you get into retirement, pretty important. And there's another sort of one of those myths that you hear a lot is, well, I'm going to pay down that mortgage so I'm mortgage-free in retirement. Well, why is that? Well, I, don't, I just don't want to have that payment anymore. And if the interest on that is only 3% and you could invest it in something that did make 6 7 or 8% a year, which is very reasonable, unlike other talk show hosts that tell you that 12% every year is very reasonable, I really don't know anybody who's made that. And he says, by the way, you can go back to the 1920s for one mutual fund that's provided that. I don't know anybody who can buy and hold an all-stock portfolio and see it go up and down that way for a long period of time. I know of very few investors who at all should be in all stock portfolios. But to go back to the, so the windfall should be, the purpose should be determined before anything is paid down or purchased or invested. And yet we all feel like I'm going to just go run out and do this without thinking it through. Then once once those determinations have been made, for example, in your retirement accounts, then that portfolio should be built for your need for return, right? I'm trying to make 7 8% a year, and I'm willing on the other side to see the portfolio go down by, I hate to think about it, but if it went down by 30%, I'd be okay. I'd hate it. I, I, I might be very upset when it does that. And I can remember when it did it in 2008. I can remember when it did it in 2001. It may happen again. I can remember all those people that said you got to have it all in technology in 2000 and then saw more than half of their money go away and had to wait 10 years to get it back. A little over 10 years. So windfalls, it's a, it's, it's a major decision point for many people, whether it's a real estate sale whether it is a, 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 an inheritance, whether it's something from a retirement account, too. I mean, that's the other thing. We see people that save all their lives, they got this money in retirement, and then they roll it out into an IRA. They oftentimes roll it into an annuity of some kind, not really understanding that that's not the best place for their money. Could be the worst, by the way. And make decisions then and quickly without a lot of planning. And that brings me to the other part of this business. Our business is exciting because it's talking about money, right? Our business is exciting because we're going to make you rich. That's a very small part of the work that we do, that any good planner does. Most of the work is the boring planning part. I, I being one of our clients, are willing to work this many more years i'm going to save this much i would like to make this much on my money so that when i retire i will take social security here i'll start my pensions there etc it's not as sexy as picking the next microsoft right it's not as interesting as running and putting all your money in bitcoin well that was maybe interesting but tragic so this business gets lost a little bit in the idea of the exciting and the sexy when really most of the work, frankly, should be around the boring planning part. And that gets back to what Rick Regrick was talking about, too. Sitting down with somebody in the financial sector, sitting down with an attorney, doing that planning first, then sort of putting things in action and, and figuring them out. Your calls are welcome to 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. That's our number. We'll be glad if you join us to send you a free copy of the Retirement Guidebook as well. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Tom and Don are talking real money. Keeping the podcast breaks as painless as possible is my goal. That's why I want to very quickly tell you about the only magazine I've ever heard of that is one 
100% real investing all the time. There's no business news, no speculative advice, and certainly no lifestyle stuff. It's called Real Investing Journal. I publish it every quarter, and you can get two full years for only 25 bucks at realinvestingjournal.com. That's realinvestingjournal.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Well, Don McDonald getting yeah, a few minutes off here this afternoon. Normally sitting in as we uh, chat about money here on Talking Real Money, but it's his birthday coming up, so we decided let's just go ahead and give him the hour off. So Don's out getting his early start on his birthday. We're here talking about your money, and you're out there trying to figure out what to do about it. Uh, give us a call. We'll try and answer that for you. 855-935-TALK. That is a toll-free number. 855-935-8255. The, uh, the, it, we'll, all, we'll also toss in a free copy of our retirement guidebook if you call and ask a question. And one of the questions you might ask is, this is starting to sound a lot like 1999 again. Because, you know, if you're old enough to remember 1999... It was crazy. I mean, the real estate market in Seattle was on fire again. Technology was just the thing to invest in. I can remember going with my friend Paul Merriman to a conference in California where we got up and talked about buying a diversified portfolio and people hooted us down, said, no, you just buy tech stocks. You don't have to do anything. Other than that, and uh, <laughs> you get rich. And here we are again. Now, technology's big companies, Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Microsoft, and Facebook, are all uh, make up 15% of the value of the S&P 500 now. Think of that. Five companies equals 15%. Now, that's not the biggest sort of concentration ibm was nine percent of the index back in the 70s at&t and general motors had a bigger share than apple has today but it makes me wary and that's another reason to be globally diversified and um and 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 keep track of the fact that you should be invested in more than just 500 stocks because 500 is not enough 500 is a very limited number here in this uh it, it, it's big companies it's all in the u.s and you should really think about uh, diversifying out because if you don't you could face exactly what happened in 2000 you remember 2000 yeah those people that sort of lived by the sword and said you gotta own technology they got hammered it was ugly i can remember very 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 how, how difficult it was for people who were centered in the NASDAQ. It was not a fun time at all. So let's go to the telephones and uh, talk to some folks, see how we can help them. Steve joins us now on Talking Real Money. Hi, Steve. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you doing today? Good. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. I'm enjoying your show as I drive up I-5. Well, drive safely. I will. Don't worry. I'm, I'm wireless here. Good. Hey, I have a question for you. Um, I'm selling a home that I own in Colorado, and it's been. I used to live there, and it's been used as a rental house, and I haven't lived there in the last five years, so I'm, I'm subject to the capital gains tax. And the way the money's going to shake out is that's about $54,000 in taxes that I'll have to pay, and I'm curious... If you think it's worth taking that tax hit and then taking the rest of the cash or reinvesting in a rental property either in Colorado or Washington State. Well, what about doing like an exchange? Well, the 1031 exchange is exactly what I'm considering. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It would have to be... What I've learned is that with these 1031 exchanges, I'm still subject to the taxes from that sale. Then if I were to sell the next place, you're basically accumulating You're You're just taxes. pushing it off into the future. That's correct. I mean, there are many people who say, yeah. just get over it, pay, write the check, you made the money, and move on. So you're, you're correct there. I mean, my take on this, 
uh, Steve, is, well, okay, that's true, but deferring taxes is usually a good strategy. Your CPA is going to always tell you don't pay any tax today if you can put off until tomorrow. And if you're going to turn this into kind of a longer-term business, right, where you're going to be moving up and selling homes, I mean, and, and I've seen people do this very successfully, the ones who really do run it as a business, it can be very lucrative. So, I mean, I, I see nothing wrong with doing the exchange and pushing those taxes out. Yeah, I guess my fear is that everything that I would want to purchase, you know, everything's at top dollar right now. Yeah, and, but everything, um, but you're selling something at top dollar too, by the way. Yeah, that's that's correct. I so, mean, you're not. It's not like you're moving from um, Pullman, Washington, to Seattle or something. I mean, right? That would be a whole different type. Not putting anything saying anything bad about Pullman, but the real estate there is quite a bit different than it is in Queen Anne. So, um, yeah. you know, I mean, so the point is, yeah, you're you're exchanging. And your property and the other property are both at very high prices, high per square foot price. That's okay. Yeah, and then I guess the the key factor is making sure there's a reasonable income from that purchase if I were to make it a rental home. I think, and this gets back to what I said, the people that do this successfully, I've known a few of them, they turn this into a business. They analyze things like that. They really have a plan. Instead of somebody sort of, I own a condominium. I never wanted to be in the business. I hate being a landlord. I don't know how to fix a toilet. It just is not for me. But the people like you that have been thoughtful about this can turn it into a business. It can be a very successful one and it can supply income for a very long period of time. I think it makes sense. Yeah, well, I'm a bit more like you, it sounds like. Well, that, <laughs> well, I feel bad for you in that regard. But, I mean, I see nothing wrong with doing the exchange. I think that would be a good strategy. How old are you, Steve? 48. Yeah, so, I mean, you still got a lot of years until you really would have to cash things out and get the money, per se, to finance retirement. So, I think that'd be a fine way to go. We'll get you a copy of the uh, Retirement Guidebook and appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Thank you, Steve. That's, uh, this comes up a lot, by the way, because... Tax deferral generally is a good idea. It's, as Steve said, though, then at some point you got to pay it. Or do you? I mean, maybe you leave it for the next generation. They get the stepped up base. I mean, there's there's some gaming there and you got the income along the way that you paid tax on. I don't know. It could. There's a number of ways to consider all this. Uh, let's go back to the phones. And Dave joins us now on Talking Real Money. Hi, Dave. Dave, are you there? Davey, can you hear me? Dave? Well, let's put him on hold. We'll try and come back to him here in a couple minutes. But, yeah, back to the, I mean, the real estate, here's my struggle with real estate today, is people think you're going to get rich. It's easy. I invest in a house. It goes up. We got one in our neighborhood. I think I mentioned this recently. That that they they bought for about nine hundred thousand. They went in and did some work with the carpets and the walls and that kind of thing. They've listed at one point three million dollars, and we all in the neighborhood laugh. Think that's never going to happen. Maybe it will, but I would not do that unless I was a professional. I would not say I'm going to take fifty thousand and go out and try to flip homes and get rich. Number one, there's a lot of people out doing it. Number two, the professionals probably know how to do it better than you do. Number three, it better be money you can afford to lose. Because you might lose it. It might go into something and the market might go south. There's a hundred things that can happen. And it's illiquid. You can't go get the money tomorrow if you need it. And this is my other struggle with people that get into all these real estate deals. And by the way, I have seen this from the bad side because we have a lot of clients in Arizona who got way, basically almost everybody got overextended into real estate there and in nevada and in florida everybody had one two three deals and then you can remember what happened in 2008 2009 2010 well right in my own neighborhood prices went down by about a third and people that needed the money couldn't get the money because you couldn't sell anything i mean so Real estate is not, and I know Dave Ramsey just said something recently, which I think he should be really taken to task for, is he said, this money's as safe as the money in your house. Well, how safe is the money in your house? It's an illiquid investment. It's a single property that anything could happen to. My house is kind of on a hill. What if it slides off and my insurance says they're not going to cover it? Well, that's not safe. Or what if 
something happens in the neighborhood, nobody wants to live there. That's not safe. Anytime you buy one of anything, there's a lot of risk to it. One stock, one bond, one type of stock. You could have many stocks that are all in technology. I mentioned, you know, the the big ones, Apple, Amazon, Alphabet, Microsoft, and Facebook. They have gone parabolic, folks, in the last year. Parabolic. And I worry that people think, well, that's just easy. You put the money in those stocks and they go to the moon. Amazon has already gone to the moon. Amazon is up over 30% a year going back 20 years. Do you think that's likely to continue for the next 20 very very unlikely and there's uh, the streets around wall street wall street are littered with people that thought the same that think this is going to be easy because all i got to do is put it in this one tech stock and it's going to keep going up so be diversified and i mean really diversified not just the s p 500 really a global portfolio of thousands of companies Include smaller companies, include value companies like the ones that Warren Buffett would tell you to buy. Balance that out with bonds, depending on, again, how much volatility you're willing to take and what your time horizon is. And then rebalance and ignore all the geopolitical and economic news that comes out every single day or the experts on CNBC. I saw one last week that said this is the beginning of the worst bear market ever, ever. And there's been some pretty bad ones if you go back to the 30s. I mean, there's all kinds of economic crises that have made stocks go down. So tune all that out. Get an education. And that starts this Thursday, Retirement Freedom, Thursday evening, the 28th, 7 o'clock in the evening in Kirkland. And you can go to yourpartnerinlaw.com, yourpartnerinlaw.com to register. I'll be speaking. Rick Gregorick will be speaking. It'll be great to see all of you out there. Thank you for being part of Talking Real Money. Have a great weekend. Tom and Don are talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.